Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Welcome to the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Thank you for listening today, and I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Lisa Bedford of The Survival Mom. Thanks, Lisa, for being here. You're welcome, Wendy. It's my pleasure. So here's a little bit about Lisa. Lisa. In 2009, when America's economy hit rock bottom, Lisa knew she had to take action if her family faced a long-term job loss. Layoffs and bankruptcies were everywhere. She knew it could happen to them. She had no experience with preparing for something like that, so she learned how to prepare just in case the worst happened. It didn't take long before she ended up in the world of preppers and survivalism, and she learned a lot but she also learned much of the information wasn't a good fit for her family. As a former teacher, corporate trainer, and writer, she decided to start a blog and write about her prepping adventures. The Survival Mom blog was born. Lisa has been featured in Newsweek, NPR, The Today Show, and Fox News, and many others. She helps moms learn how to prepare and equip their families for those critical moments when life hits you hard and there's no time to figure out what to do. She's the mom of two homeschooled children and wife of a very patient man. Thanks, Lisa, for being here. You're welcome. And I'm thinking my husband's patience is wearing thin by now. Oh, (laughs) no, it's stronger than ever, I'm sure. (laughs) I'll ask him when he gets home from work. Yeah, ask him. Yeah, my husband sometimes feels the same way about my my ideas, too. So so I, I... I know I just read your bio, but it's just a sketch of, of the last mm-hmm. you know, 12 or 13 years. Um, and I would really like for you uh, to explain, you know, how you got started, like what was going on. But I also would like, as you're, as you're telling this, um, the one that, that jumped out at me when you said that a lot of the information you learned wasn't a good fit for your family. Tell us kind of how you figured that out and what that meant for you. Mm-hmm. It was a kind of an odd process, Wendy, because how did I even go from being this suburban homeschooling mom? Um, every Friday, we would go to park day and visit with other homeschool families. But there was just something about watching the economy where we lived just plummet. And maybe mm-hmm. it was because my husband was in construction And in Phoenix at that time, it just became a wasteland of homes that had been foreclosed upon Mm. and for sale signs, just one after another on streets. You could just drive down and it was it was a sad sight. I'll never forget a road trip we went on at the time and going uh, through Yuma. Yuma was a ghost town business, one business after another, one restaurant after another was shuttered. And that really hit home to me because. I realized looking at how this was affecting the people around us, other families, I realized it could happen to us. And my husband was in construction and that was um, an area that was hit particularly hard. 
So something inside me <laughs> just kind of woke me up and said, okay, Lisa, you know, now instead of, you know, going shopping for yourself and taking the kids on yet another field trip, there's got to be a way that we can be proactive in case we're the ones who lose their home. And if we're the ones who lose a family business. And to this day, Wendy, I can't even pinpoint where the phrase food storage came from. Hmm. But that is what I started researching. And, you know, food storage. And uh, I remember going on our very first official food storage shopping trip. And it was a big grocery store. They had their 10 for 10 sale. And I told my husband, you get a cart and I get a cart. And bless his heart, he obeyed. <laughs> so we're going up and down these aisles. And I'm not really even sure. I wasn't sure what to buy, you mm-hmm. know. So I bought boxes of granola bars. And I bought boxes of cereal. I probably threw in some bags of chips as well as some canned food. Mm-hmm. I knew at least that much. Mm-hmm. And we got home. You know, we put a, uh, one of those stainless steel Home Depot shelving units in a spare bedroom and that was the beginning of our food storage and it wasn't long until uh one by one the cookies started disappearing and i would go in and i would see wrappers of granola bars and i thought okay i'm not doing this right (laughs) this is not gonna last us you know to the apocalypse much less through the apocalypse right i kept reading and i kept learning and you know somehow i think that was just what triggered in me was just that very deep protective instinct mm-hmm. to protect my family mm-hmm. and i wasn't going to do it with with weaponry mm-hmm. although our family learned to shoot and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i was going to protect my family by being proactive in the ways that i could be proactive and that is, uh, that's how I just kind of launched into all of this. That's pretty cool. And it's, it's funny for those of us who have tried to store cookies and things in our food storage. <laughs> they're always the wrappers or you find all the wrappers are shoved in the box and the box is closed back up and you're like, what oh, is in the world? Oh my gosh, everything, all the things. I've, yeah. Like I said, you mentioned that not all the information you found fit your family. What, what are yeah. some of those things? How did you figure that out? Yeah. Thanks for bringing me back to that point. Of course. Um, yes, by far, the vast majority of websites and blogs were really written for men. Mm-hmm. And survivalism is not the same as prepping. You mm-hmm. can be a survivalist and not really be prepared. And vice versa, you can mm-hmm. be a prepper and not a survivalist. Right. So I began reading articles <laughs> and blog posts that were pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one day my husband came home from work. I was in my pajamas and I was sitting, I had been sitting frozen in front of my computer. I was over on survival blog and I was reading articles about, you know, how and where to buy property where you would be safe from rifle fire mm-hmm. up to X number of yards. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was looking for real estate listings and anything at all. And I was, I was terrified. And pretty much that's what I found Uh in by far the majority of the blogs. What I, this, my, my theory is that uh, in a family unit, the men, the dads, they tend to go toward the protective side of this. Mm -hmm. And so part of that is firearms. Part of it might be home security and, on the flip side of this, and these are really general statements, but mm-hmm. on, in, in general, as the mom, as the wife, I want to know, what do I cook 
when there's no power, right? How do I find diapers? How do I do laundry if the power goes out? You know, and how do I protect my kids if we find ourselves in a vulnerable situation downtown on a field? trips. So mm-hmm. those are the kinds of things that that's part of a, a mom's everyday life. Yes. And so that is when I realized just how few of these websites were geared toward women. Mm. Um, and I, one night I was just sitting on the couch and the phrase survival mom hit me. And I went in and I told my husband, I'm going to start a blog and call it the survival mom. And okay, honey, well, I knew nothing, <laughs> nothing at all about this. And, but Tommy, I, I figured out how to at least buy the domain there you go. So came, yeah, there I go. So <laughs> when he came home the next day, I had the domain name and I was ready to get started. No uh, one was more ignorant than me, though, Wendy, when it came to getting something like that set up. Well, kudos to you, because not only did you step into your fear as far as like what I don't know, but you you really blazed a path for women. I mean, the, I think the new term we're calling it like prepper mom or something like that. Mm. I think that's um, I see. Yeah, follow a lot of people on Instagram and um, you know Facebook and things like that. And I, it's awesome. It's awesome what you did. And so thank you very much for for doing that. It was something I enjoyed, and then because I had so many years um, in my professions as being a teacher and instructor, writing curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, writing, you know, email newsletters. Uh, it just came very easy to me that at some point I just started writing, Hey, this is how I put a vehicle emergency kit together. And here's a checklist. Um, yeah. I think for all of us, whatever skills we have, when you can find ways of transferring those skills to another niche Mm -hmm. or pivoting and yet using those skills, um, I think that's where you hit just, you kind of hit this, this point where you're kind of, you've probably seen the saying is, you know, I'm going to be using all the gifts God gave me. And that is kind of where I see that. And so for me, it just happened to be writing and, uh, you know, just kind of putting some lessons together. So as, so when you started doing this, then this blog, I read um, on your website that it was what, four months when, who was it? Newsweek reached out to you? Is that right? That was, yep. Yep. That was interesting because when you look at a lot of these sites, especially back then, most people did not want their name and face associated with what mm-hmm. they were doing, understandably right. so. My feeling was I wanted people to see um, women. Mm-hmm. I wanted women to see a real live average mom. Mm-hmm. Suburban, I'm not wearing camo. I don't live out in the boonies. and But this is what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. And you can too. And so I decided that I wanted to go public with my real name, my real face. And, um, you know, we're still protective of a lot of things about our, our life and our home, of course. but that I want, I really wanted to be a real person, Wendy. I didn't want to hide behind, you know, a fake little photograph, you know, a stock right. photo, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, because of that, there was, uh, Tom Martin who founded American Preppers Network. I think okay. it is. Okay. He got in touch and he said, Hey, there's a lady from Newsweek. She wants to interview someone. Would you be open to that? Because he didn't want to do that. 
Oh. And I said, sure. So they, uh, she and her photographer came to Phoenix and followed me around the grocery store. I tried to look like whatever I thought, you know, a food storage mom type would look like. Um, and we took them to the shooting range and she shot a little uh, 22 handgun for the first mm-hmm. time in her life. Mm-hmm. We had a really nice visit and I felt like their portrayal of me was fair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they got everything right, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought that she kind of captured what I, what, what I was about and what my style was about as far as prepping went. That's really cool. That's great. Good for you. That's good. You had that experience. So then what happened after that? Did you, did, did a business bloom from that or did you get followers? How, how did that work back in 2009? I was so green. I was so green and so ignorant. Um, other websites, uh, shtfplan.com was mm-hmm. one. American mm-hmm. Rappers Network was another. They got in touch with me and asked if they could uh, publish my articles on their websites. Oh, that's nice. And, sure. You know, that I, I had no idea. I didn't know what traffic was. I mean, it mm. took me a month to figure out how to even insert an Amazon affiliate link. My husband would come home and I would sit, be sitting there crying. Oh. I can't figure it out, honey. It tells me to... <laughs> You know, and I, it was it was pretty traumatic at times. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, but that kind of got my name out there a little bit more. And the Newsweek article certainly didn't help because it came with a video. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think because, you know, Wendy, I think it was because I was, I don't know that I was unique in that whole world, but I did not even know at the time, but I was really on the forefront of this huge wave mm-hmm. of prepping where it came into the conscious consciousnesses of millions of Americans. And because I was an ordinary person and because I was a woman and kind of writing for women that were just like me, it really, I think that's the reason that it kind of it caught on. Um, cool. And then that led to, you know, other opportunities. And mm-hmm. eventually I wrote the book, survive mm-hmm. the surviving mom. And, um, I don't know. Over the years, I've just tried to think, well, how else, you know, how else can I keep this interesting to me? Yeah. As well as to my readers. And then mm-hmm. two years ago with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, that brought out a whole other range of yes. preparedness. Oh, you know, because we always talk about water purification and storing water mm-hmm. and you know, having enough food. Well, now here we were in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. and we had water, mm-hmm. we had an internet connection, we had TV, we had electricity, but there were all these other elements of survival that I really had not given a whole lot of thought to. Mm-hmm. How do you survive when everyone's at home? If you're, if you or your spouse, you're not considered essential workers. So now, uh, or you are essential workers. So now you're having to leave the house every day and it was just a, a really different survival scenario. I think that most people, um, I think it caught most survival prepping experts, if you, you know, if you want to phrase it yeah. that way, mm-hmm. by surprise. It was really an interesting experience to live through. I, I agree with you. I remember, I remember very well, um, as everybody does, but the same kind of thing and how many people reached out to me, um, Wendy, this and how do I do that? And what about this? And they were in a panic and I felt so badly for them. And, you know, like you talked about, 
we we're not about the fear. We might be about the surprise, but there's, you know, calm down. We can get through this together. Don't you think? Yes. And it also taught me that things can change in a moment. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this, uh, how, how, the, how surreal it was when we started hearing of countries mm-hmm. shutting down. Mm-hmm. No more flights to Italy, no more flights to the UK, no more flights. And that was, that was surreal. I mean, in all of my survival and prepping research and writing and imagining different kinds of scenarios, the, the idea that countries would be closed down and shut off completely was really something. It really was. When you, when you think back on it, like when it was happening, you're like, what the heck is happening? And now two years later, at this exact same time, we're going, that happened. <laughs> like we, not only did we live through it, but we figured it out. And um, I, I also was um, pleasantly, I'm thankful. I, I, there's no, I'm grateful that I homeschooled at the time. Well, I still do, but homeschooled because our transition was actually very easy because there, yes. there was no transition. <laughs> But it gave me space to be able to help other mothers who mm-hmm. were trying to figure it out. Like they, it was just dumped in their laps and they were mm-hmm. trying to figure it all out. So um, that was a blessing. So I want to switch just a little bit. And I want to ask you, as um, people are listening, where, where would a woman start, a mother start with this? How, what would you give her as an advice? Well, your home is going to center around a few elements and one of them is sustenance food. Another one is I just categorize this as sanitation and that Mm -hmm. would be just things that just keep the home running in terms of just, you know, so it doesn't become a cesspool of bacteria, right? It's it's the laundry and it's having water and it's having cleaning solutions and it's, um, and then just the routines, and mm-hmm. it's surprising how I've been giving us some thought just in the last couple of days. I need to, again, examine my own routines where every day, every morning it begins with a certain routine mm-hmm. and there's a routine for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's a routine maybe around lunchtime, a r- routine before everybody goes to bed. And before you know, it, when you put those routines in place, you find that things are more orderly and, you know, there's less, you know, disorganization, less confusion. Mm-hmm. And so that helps a great deal with just being prepared because then you can start thinking, well, you know, to this, I want to add some meals. Well, in order to do that as part of food storage, mm-hmm. I need to have an idea of what our meals even are. Mm-hmm. Is it hit and miss all the time? Are we eating out? Do we have to run out as I've very often had to do in our mm-hmm. 27 years of marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, you know, let's just go, you know, we'll eat out tonight. You know, honey, what do you want? Do you feel like Mexican or Chinese or whatever? So when things are in place, preparedness is just so much easier, Wendy. And I think that's maybe one of the more overlooked elements. I once had a friend years ago, another homeschooling mom, and she just commented to me offhandedly, Lisa, you know, if we had to, we could evacuate this house in under 30 minutes. Wow. And I thought about my own house Mm -hmm. and I thought about how I had clothes in the washing machine from two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there were days we couldn't get to park day because we couldn't find everybody's shoes. 
And that really hit home. I was like, that actually is an element of being prepared. So I would say, consider, you know, your food storage, Mm -hmm. jot down the simplest meals that you and your family eat typically, Mm -hmm. and then look at that list, each meal at it one at a time and say, what ingredients or what are the components of this meal that I can store at room temperature? So a really easy one. I mean, I'm sure you've had you know, breakfast for dinner. I've pulled that trick out of the hat more than once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so you start thinking, okay, you know, we could buy powdered eggs. Very simple. You're, they're good. You just mix them up just like scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. And then a pancake mix. And then maybe you might have a, a container of syrup or you can learn how to make your own syrup. It's very mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I can get that. And that's going to give me a dozen breakfasts. And, you know, start thinking about those lines, just very, along those lines. And oatmeal, oatmeal is versatile. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't overlook canned foods. Mm-hmm. Look into the world of freeze-dried food just because it's, you know, it's flavorful. It can add a lot of variety. But that those are some really simple steps to getting into food storage. And then begin to look around, how can I declutter? Mm-hmm. How can I declutter? Because pretty soon your food storage is going to add up and then you're going to come back to Wendy and say, well, where do I put all this food? Well, you know, you have to declutter the routines, decluttering some organization. uh, It all kind of combines together. And then having a way to purify water for boil notices for a time when, for whatever reason, you know, there are a lot of reasons why you might have to boil water or have water stored. But those are just some of the basics, you know, sustenance, sanitation, and then be thinking one, I guess I'd get, you know, put one more item in there on your list. And that is preparing for power outages. Mm-hmm. So some light sources that use batteries, battery powered fans. If mm-hmm. you live in a place where it's warm, that can be a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just think, well, how would we stay cool in a power outage during the summer? How would we stay warm in the winter during a power outage? And just start doing some research into those areas because that is another very important uh, area is just being able to, uh, the, the power outages, depending on where you live, those can be really common. Yeah, that's true. And my family, as you know, just recently moved to Florida from New Jersey. And I told my husband, we need to make sure that I stay cool all summer long. Yeah. <laughs> because when mama's hot, mama's mad. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. And you just don't feel good when you're you're overheated and uncomfortable temperature wise. So that's been on our list as we we're starting to pre- prepare for hurricane season coming up soon. Yeah, and that's a whole other that's a whole other world. And you know, for the moms that are listening, we, I mentioned water storage and purification and mm-hmm. food storage organization. I'm going to put one more thing in there for the busy mom who finds herself in the car a lot, mm-hmm. and that is put to get do yourself a favor, do your kids a favor put together an emergency kit for your car and have some snacks in there because we've all been stuck in traffic. Uh, if you're stuck on the side of the road, you know, for, you know, flat tire, other emergency, um, errands take you a whole lot longer and there's no food to be had, you know, having some light sources and having some things in there for the kids to do and some snacks some hard candies, um, all of those, you know, a package of Clorox wipes, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, there are other lists for that on my website. That is uh, a really simple thing. And most moms, I think, would have those items on hand right now at home. Mm-hmm. So inexpensive and easy to do. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I was a 
but this was in New Jersey and my husband took the three oldest kids to church and I was home with the two little ones because one of them was sick. And uh, there was expected some snow, but he went to church and it was about a half an hour away. They were having a special meeting and um, they said there was snow coming, but nobody really thought it was going to be anything bad. When they got out, it was bare when they went, you know, nothing. When they got out, it was crazy. The snow was just pouring down and Sam, my husband and the kids got in the car. And it took them three hours to get home. But on the way home, they mm. were so hungry <laughs> that they were like trying, they were scrounging up ketchup packets and things like that in their, dad, <laughs> in their dad's car because he has nothing. Mom has all the food in her car. <laughs> but oh, they, we talk about that all the time and how funny it was and how they were going to just starve to death because, <laughs> you know, they couldn't eat anything but ketchup. But um, I, I completely agree with you. And that's the other thing you have to be prepared for, though, because I had all these granola bars and different things in my car and I packed them up real nice and put them in a little hidey spot. I thought in the car and I went in one time to do something and they were all gone. Those kids had eaten them. <laughs> you know, Wendy, when you as you were talking, I will say that it's actually a really good feeling to be able to say, I got it. Mm-hmm. I have a flashlight right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I got it. I have my little battery powered fan. And yep. um, one thing, just kind of this image came to mind years and years ago is that I think it was after the Joplin tornadoes uh-huh. mm-hmm. and seeing scenes on the news and on the internet of families just standing and looking mm-hmm. at what used to be their home. Yep. To me, this, it, this is what it boils down to. In a worst case scenario, when you're, whether it's a tornado, a hurricane, a a job loss, something extreme, and your child comes up and holds your hand and says, what are we going to do? And you can say with confidence, honey, we're going to be okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Bottom line, that is... That's the heart of all of this. Yes, ma'am. You're right. There's nothing more satisfying, full of content and just, and honestly, joy. I think you would agree with that. When you, when you've done the best you can, there may be holes, but you'll find those because you get opportunities throughout your life to find your, your little holes and your preparedness, but when you can um, walk into a situation that's presented to you, go, nope, I got it. There's, right. there's nothing. You had, right, you, were in, you moved to Texas, and last year's ice storm got you, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> gotcha. Oh, my gosh. Well, we moved from Phoenix, where nothing ever happens. Right. The weather person says it's another beautiful day, and, you know, you take 40, 50 years of that, and it's like, okay. That's boring. I want some weather. So we moved into hurricane country where the town I live in was one that was hit so hard by Harvey, more by the uh, release of water from a dam upstream from us. And in the middle of the night, I had the emergency radio on. And this guy said, if you know, if you live in Kingwood, get on your roof and wave a white t-shirt and we have boats coming for you. And I was like, holy crap. 
that was just blocks south of us. Oh my gosh. And, uh, from that, you know, multiple hurricanes, we had a tornado about two months ago when the ice storm last year, it's crazy, but I will tell you, it doesn't get boring. <laughs> and then going back to what we just touched on, there is a feeling of triumph. When you said, you know, there's joy, there's also triumph to be able to yeah. say, I've got this, you know, and my husband, I learned, you know, I don't know how many years ago, he doesn't know how to start a fire to save his life. Mm-hmm. Well, I can start a fire. Mm-hmm. And I lived by, when I was single, I lived in a little place. That the only, I, the only heat I had was a wood burning stove. So I mm-hmm. got really, really good at that. And it's like, I can, I, you know, I, I've got this, you know, I have yeah. it and I know what we're going to do. And when you have a plan and you have your preps in place on my blog, my little tagline is prep. Uh, what is it? Prep more, worry less, prep more or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then also there's peace and preparedness. I have, you know, I've uh, had that before and talked about that. It's a, uh, nothing, it's, just, it's such a great feeling to mm-hmm. feel competent mm-hmm. and especially in the face of an emergency like this. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. I just, all of the stuff. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, thank you so much. You articulate, um, the whole air, the whole thing about preparedness and motherhood. And it's really, I find preparedness to be very fun personally. I don't know about you, but I find it to be super fun because there's so much to learn. There's always something. I just learned, I just learned something new today. I consider myself a professional canner and I just learned something new today. There's always something (laughs) you can learn in preparedness. Uh And there's so many different areas of it, you know, you never are going to fall short. I know it's, you know, like homeschool, homeschooling really becomes the lifestyle. Yes. It isn't just something that's separated and okay. Homeschooling is over everybody now. No, it's a whole lifestyle. And I think preparedness is kind of this lifestyle where there's just a part of your brain Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of on and you just, (laughs) Oh, you know, I need to do this or here's something that we can learn as a family or, um, you know, for all the many thousands of miles we drove camping, mm-hmm. our kids, they picked up a lot of skills, if nothing more than how to while away the hours in the car while we're driving from, you know, Idaho to Wyoming. Right. <laughs> right. It's true, though. Huh? Um, yeah. I, and I, I would leave our listeners. It sounds like it's hard to get into a preparedness mindset, but it really isn't. It's really mm-hmm. simple. It's just like you said, kind of turning on this part and you start looking at things and going, Hmm, can I use that for something else? Or yeah. what else do I need? Do I have special needs in my house? Do I, you know, medication, yeah. just look at what you already are doing. Open the cabinet. What are you already eating? And do more of it. Yes. And, you know, we're kind of in an odd time. We talked about the pandemic just briefly. And now we're looking at continued shortages of things. Mm-hmm. Prices increasing. And mm-hmm. so that sort of launches us into yet another trajectory of preparedness where, mm-hmm. you know, some people might say, well, now I see the urgency of it. But when I go to the store, there are empty shelves. And I was going to buy this product. Now I had to go to three stores to find it. So I would say just based on the inflationary prices and the trend toward shortages and issues with the supply chain, Mm -hmm. yeah, right now would be a really good time to get started. And if you have started prepping, 
you know, maybe amp it up a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for, for sharing all this good stuff. And I want, I would love for you to tell um, the listeners a little bit more about your membership. Well, what right. is that all about? Yes, thanks. Um, actually, that is, uh, has become kind of just the, one of the joys of my life, survival mom sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I've had so many women tell me uh, how alone they feel. Mm-hmm. Their spouse, you know, isn't on board. Their kids think they're nuts, or maybe they're a widow or a single mom, and they just they just kind of struggle. They see the need, and yet they feel very much alone. And so I created Survival Mom Sisterhood three years ago, and it's that kind of a community. We have training, we have group calls throughout the month, and I have watched real real life friendships form within our community, which is just brings me so much joy. And with training, we have small mentoring groups. Um, And then we have special events where we just kind of get together and break out groups, have fun. But the training is the heart of it. I mean, there are just dozens and dozens of training videos, um, almost all of them taught by me. So you get just a very much a down to earth, you know, training, whether it is, you know, EMP, how to prepare for an EMP or should you even try to different kinds of food storage topics and so on. So uh, my goal is to to bring in women, all ages, all stages of life, and we get together in real in real time. And you, you're met where you are. If you're a beginner, we meet you as a beginner. If you are very experienced, you know you are welcome as you know an experience. Share your experience with us, and then you'll find what we say are holes in your preps, and you can kind of shore those up through your uh, through your time with Survival Mom Sisterhood. But that website to learn more is survivalmomsisterhood.com. And the companion site is my original blog where it all started, thesurvivalmom.com, with just hundreds of articles covering a wide array of topics that, uh, that touch close to home, whether it's prepping or just, uh, you know, having a family. Perfect. So that is wonderful. And those of you who are listening Uh, If you didn't catch all the links, that's okay, because in the show notes with the podcast, you can find everything that Lisa had mentioned, all her links and websites, and you can find her there. So again, Lisa, thank you so much for um, coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight. Uh, It's been a delight for me and for my listeners, I'm sure. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.